The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, more chaos for Donald Trump as he faces E. Jean Carroll in another court appearance this week. The former El Magazine columnist won a civil case for sexual assault. Uh, it happened in the mid-1990s. She won that against Donald Trump. And now she's back in court uh, with a charge of defamation against him. Uh, and he was in court yesterday himself and was somewhat disruptive. To tell us more, Terry Sheridan, Managing Editor of WSHU Public Radio. Terry, good morning. Hey, good morning to you, Pat. So, what happened in court? Well, again, this was day two of the trial, a civil trial uh, that Trump was facing with uh, E. Jean Carroll. She's suing for $10 million. This is due to defamation from the original incident going back to the first trial. This has nothing to do with any defamation since he was found liable for sexually assaulting her. So, in when she's being uh, examined and cross-examined on the stand yesterday, Trump was loudly mouthing to his lawyer uh, derogatory terms about her and about her testimony, calling this a con job or a witch hunt, while the jury was still in the room. And that's what drew the rebuke from the judge, in which there was an exchange about maybe having to bar Trump from the proceedings going forward. And then... When the judge said that, he says, I'd love that. And that's right. And then the judge said after that, I know you would. So it was a contentious morning uh, in which both of Trump's lawyers at several points were warned about their testimony and their behavior, including telling one of the judges, when, when you're in a courtroom, you stand when you address the judge. You don't just make comments, you know, from the defense table. And in another one, the another lawyer for Trump asked the judge to recuse himself because Basically, I'm paraphrasing here. You're you're unfair. You're ultimately lined up against the judge uh, against Trump. Now, how long is this likely to go on? I mean, the the, the facts of the sexual assault are no longer in contention because uh, E. Jean Carroll uh, won that civil case. So they're not actually discussing the the original facts of the case. How long more? How much more evidence? And when will we have a decision? We should have a decision within the next few days. I mean, I don't know if it'll happen by the end of the week. This is a jury trial, so the jury will go back to the jury room and discuss it. But again, it's not a long, drawn-out case. As you said, the facts of the sexual assault are not to be discussed. This is purely about defamation charges, going back to when E. Jean Carroll first uh, went public uh, with her accusations. So I would say no later than the beginning of next week. Now, there are two impacts of uh, the the court cases on uh, Trump's campaign going forward. One is that he is seen by many of his fans to be being martyred by, if you like, the establishment. The swamp that needs draining is uh, having a go at Donald Trump. The second thing is, I suppose, that he sucks all the publicity oxygen out of the campaigns of the other parties. Yes. It, uh, going to your second point first, absolutely. If you look at this morning's Times, there is just New York Times, there is just as much coverage of this trial as there is about what's going on in New Hampshire, whose primary is next week. Someone much smarter than me said, you know, if you can't make sense of Donald Trump's legal strategy, look at his campaign strategy. And again, these outbursts, the his being contentious with the judge, which in 
in almost any other case or any other defendant, he would be penalized and thrown out of the courtroom. He's speaking not to the judge. He's speaking to his followers and he's speaking to people who would make contributions to his campaign. Now, uh, as you say, the campaigns then move on from uh, Iowa, which uh, Trump won handsomely. Uh, DeSantis uh, got into second place, but didn't have the, uh, the the dramatic progress he'd hoped for. Nikki Haley came in a very close third uh, to him, and she put a lot of her eggs in the New Hampshire uh, basket. But anyway, uh, I want to play this clip for our listeners. Uh, and this is Nikki Haley, former UN ambassador, and she was on CBS's Mornings on Wednesday. And she told the, the, the interviewers that the country doesn't need Trump or Biden again and how chaos follows Trump wherever he goes. Have a listen. I told you up close what he is. I think that there, that chaos follows him. I've said that over and over again. Rightly or wrongly, chaos follows him. And we can't have a country in disarray and have a world on fire and go through four more years of chaos. And so, look, there's no more better way to say someone should not be president than to run against them. So I am running against him because I think we need a new generational leader. I'm running against him because the majority of Americans agree with me. They don't want to see Trump and Biden again. And I'm running again because if you look at the polls in New Hampshire, we're a stone's throw away from him. We've got one more fellow to catch up to and we're going to get it done. So how close is she to Trump in New Hampshire? Well, uh, it depends upon the poll. It looks the, the the average of the polls that I'm seeing has Trump at about 43, 44 percent. Uh, and Nikki Haley just under 40 percent. There are a couple of outliers that don't show her winning, but showed her tied. She has to either win or come in very, very strong in New Hampshire to bring everything back to South Carolina. Now in where she was the former governor. Uh, Ron DeSantis, even though he'll be on the ballot next week, has pretty much given up on New Hampshire. He's now putting all his eggs in the ba- in the South Carolina basket, which is where probably we're going to get more clarity because South Carolina mostly conservative. So it appeals to Santos. It appeals to Trump voters. And it's also Nikki Haley's home territory. Mm. So if Nikki Haley goes in with a strong second or a win, she'll have some momentum and we'll see what happens. If she does not do well in New Hampshire, um, then it'd be interesting to see if DeSantis has a second life against Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, the optics of coming a you know, a very poor third in New Hampshire, which is inevitable, given that he hasn't put the, the work in. And if you're looking at uh, 43, 44 percent for Donald Trump, 40 percent of thereabouts for Nikki Haley, there's only 16 percent left to play uh, with. And uh, I presume Vivek Ramachami's name will not be on the ballot at this point because he's withdrawn. But, you know, going with such a poor third into the next round, the optics of it are not great. But you could be twisted in this way. You could say, well, listen, we knew that, you know, New Hampshire is more liberal, relatively speaking, among Republicans. And now we're concentrating on South Carolina, which is more representative of the rest of the nation. New Hampshire, again, a very small state, a very uh, white state and uh, uh, for Republicans, a very moderate state does not reflect uh, the Republican population across the country. Okay, so uh, the the only reason that DeSantis and Nikki Haley are hanging on in there is in the hope or even the expectation in their darkest moments that Trump somehow will be nixed out of the competition. 
Right. And if it remain, if it is turns into a blowout, there'll be some point where they will have to drop out. You know, if, if Trump continues to do around 50 percent and they're still or over 50 and they're still languishing way behind, um, there really is no path for them. But if they if one of them or both of them can keep it relatively close, yes, they're going to hang in because who knows what's going to happen between now and the summer. The only issue with DeSantis is because he put all of his efforts into Iowa, his war chest is very low. So he would need a big infusion of cash to stay competitive. Now, what's happening on the Democratic side? I mean, many Democrats did not want Joe Biden to run again for reasons of advancing age more than anything else. Um, You know, is that ever going to change or will Joe hang on in there and it'll be Trump versus Biden in November? Again, that's the way it's, it's looking. I don't think Biden will drop out unless... Unless there is some surprise in one of the primaries going forward, he still has to run. Uh, He's winning overwhelmingly, according to the poll numbers in New Hampshire. But if there is a major surprise, you know, I'm thinking something along the lines of Lyndon Johnson in 1968, where he was upset in New Hampshire. But most likely, unless there is a health emergency or a health issue, it will be Joe Biden as the Democratic nominee. Yeah, but in 1968, uh, the Vietnam War was ongoing Correct. and uh, there were uh, protests on the street and so on. There was a very particular situation then. Anyway, it's a, a fascinating year you have in prospect, Terry. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Sharon, Managing Editor of WSHU Public Radio, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.